So this uh, retreat is, all retreats, is about the mind, citta, which is generally translated as mind, sometimes heart, or even soul. It's this, uh, several ways in which we uh, come recognize or access Jitta, mind, it's crucial. Uh, it's where we most intimately and constantly feel ourselves to be the center of our self, our self-impression. And we can never quite name who or what we are. There's still this very strong subjective feeling of, you know, <laughs> it's anatta stuff, yeah, yeah, but there's somebody, something or... <laughs> In the center, this is this is chitta. Yeah. Uh, you know, very often when we use a word like mind, we think we think of the heart, the the thinking experience, the experience of thinking. That's that's something that uh, um, is connected to chitta. Can recollect, we can witness the thinking. Thinking stirs up particular patterns of self, particular impressions. We get absorbed in thinking. We worry about our thinking. We feel pleased with our thinking. We feel despondent about our thinking. We feel obsessed with our thinking. We try and stop thinking. We think about how we can stop thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's right there. So we we access the mind through thinking. Well, we also recognise that the mind or chitta is is associated with the moods and emotions, the mind sets or the mental states. Mm. Uh, we feel happy, we feel sad, we feel gloomy, we feel elated, we feel inspired, we feel dejected, we feel confident, we feel nervous. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's more than just the, what we might normally consider to be emotions, such as um, you know, love or rage. It also implies things like determination, confidence, um, res- resolution, the whole emotive sense, the whole sense of what affects us, what motivates us, what um, is often underneath the thoughts, a sense of desperation or agitation or joy. You know, the thoughts come welling up out of a mindset. This is chitta. So very often in our lives we, we seek things that will give us either intellectual clarity. Also we seek things that will give us an emotional um, comfort, joy, uplift. Mm. It's very important for us to make our self, our sense of what we are, our heart, bright, confident, strong, clear, These are always uh, affected. The, the emotions are affected by internal stuff, perceptions of being trusted or disliked, of succeeding or losing, being um, so it's it's a fragile sense because it keeps shifting. Thinking mind, the things we can understand, things we don't quite understand, it seems to have an infinite capacity to conceive, but also never, there's always a bit that we haven't quite figured out yet. 
So again, it's, it's fragile, and if you find yourself losing bits of it, things you can't remember or don't quite understand. So you don't really find lasting uh, steadiness in these fields. One aspect of, of mind, or one part of, one way in which we can access mind, which is perhaps rarer, which is the, in many ways, uh, key resource of meditation is through the body. The mind is also embodied. Mm. This is a rarer um, um, more rarely defined in Western understanding. You think the mind is up in the head or maybe the mind is the heart, is the moods and emotions but the mind is not the body, surely the big split between mind and body that uh, uh, characterizes Western society, Western thinking, Western culture, Western philosophy. Not the same in Buddhism. The Buddha says things like, if you think too much, it tires your body. You know, if you think too much thinking, it tires your body. And you recognize, oh, it's true, isn't it? You know, if you've just been at, in the office all day and doing very much, you come home and you feel really wasted. As a meditator, you begin to recognize how the uh, effect of thinking seems to jar and, and uh, wear the nervous system and you feel tense. You begin to realize some of the, the uh, qualities of ease that come from when the mind relaxes its thinking, you feel more steady. Even when the, uh, and we feel happier when some of the more um, striking emotional patterns calm down. Uh, you feel a sense of clarity that's not about thinking. Happiness is not really about, an, about dependent upon emotion, but is registered emotionally. This is uh, the embodied aspect of the mind. The Buddha says, if you uh, find your, uh, when, you're, when your thinking is straight, when your precepts are there, when you have right view, your body begins to relax. When your body relaxes, your mind feels happy. When your mind is happy, you find yourself moving into concentration. This is a natural process. So it's very clear that in, in, the, in Buddhism, the mind is not separate from the body. It's related to it. And it's through deepening our experience of the embodied mind that we find reference to our thinking. We can, we can contemplate it. We can step back from it. We don't struggle with it. We can see it for what it is. We find reference to our moods and emotions. We don't struggle with them. Uh, we can experience them for what they are. And we also find something that uh, is perhaps less subject to um, misinterpretation, projection, um, manipulation, in the embodied sense. Thinking, uh, you, you know, what we're thinking is, it's easily deceived, isn't it? You can think more or less anything. And um, they won't get so confused because of the different kinds of beliefs and dogmas and persuasions there are in the world. What's, what's true? What's right? Is this, you know? Thinking sounds brilliant, but it, uh, you can easily get hoodwinked by any old series of thoughts by anybody who's got a convincing line. And certainly the, the emotions can be deceptive. In, you know, we can find ourselves completely um, infatuated with something or someone and then, well, where did that go? Or feel quite frightened and nervous of something and find that that's, that shifts. So though they may, it has a, a present moment um, significance, it doesn't necessarily have a long-term um, authenticity to it. But the embodied mind is, is where we can contemplate 
the movement of thought and emotions, where they rise, where they cease. And it's something you can rely on because it, uh, it doesn't have an opinion. Bodies don't have opinions. Um, it's uh, where we are. In, term, in this retreat, we can have a chance to um, feel out more fully the quality of embodiment. It is a, a primary channel for awakening. The uh, famous uh, saying of the Buddhas is that you don't get to the end of the suffering until you get to the end of the world but within this very body, with its perceptions, with its mind, is the arising of the world, the passing of the world, and the path leading to the ending, passing of the world within this very body, with its perceptions and mind, is that the arising of the world, the ceasing of the world, and the path leading to it. This is a very powerful and uh, unerring statement. But it is not uh, prevaricating or or, or um, conditionalizing things. It's, saying it's, it's right here. Nevertheless, most of us find it um, difficult to deepen into the body condition to being up in our, our thoughts, using that as the way in which we sense the world. So um, this retreat requires and asks a certain perseverance, a certain putting aside, a certain shifting of rhythms, a certain shifting of emphasis. And uh, I'm sure that all of you have done retreats before are quite aware of the meaning of this in terms of our vocation, dedication, perseverance that's required, and, uh, and the good heart that's required. The entry to, to a retreat, entry to practice is taking refuge which means when we come into a retreat in a way we are coming into something that feels uh, trustworthy Uh, it's a shelter Uh, it's a place where we can uh, be vulnerable, be open we're not going to be Criticize in order to succeed or gain or get anything. It's a, it's a place for safety, place where we can feel we can come out of the the currents of the world into something that's more stable and uh, receptive. And so this this particular occasion to pick up that occasion and to consider it, the meaning of it, and to take it in deeply. Is the way we begin retreat. To help deepen that, we'll uh, see some guidance on a, a meditation for this evening. So, coming into to presence, taking up your sitting position. sitting on the floor, sitting on a chair, sitting on a cushion. important thing is to um, centralize yourself around the spine, the spinal axis, which extends from, not just from the waist up to the neck, 
but right down through the tail and up into the through the neck and even to the crown of the head so just acknowledge that spinal axis so from the crown of your head down through your neck down your back and down into the sacrum and so you're touching where you're touching the the seat the cushion whatever you're sitting on and centralize your awareness around that feeling how your body um, is around that spinal axis if there's bits of it that are pulling away or or not comfortable with that arrange your body your legs your arms so that everything is attuned to that spinal axis nothing else requires your attention nothing else requires being supported Mm. however you're sitting really let the muscles in your legs your calves, your thighs relax and understand there's nothing they have to do right now if there is then please do it <laughs> you know if you need to rearrange your knees or your feet or you know if your clothes feel tight or something loosen up so you know this isn't just the um, kind of bang into an exercise but to to feel your way into being able to just be sitting feel the pressure of what supports you underneath you let the weight of your body come down into the ground as you feel out the balance of your spine bringing your this, uh, the skull, this big mass of bone as directly as possible over the pelvis so that your neck is not pulling forward or twisted so that the spine can feel it's not carrying it's not carrying tension nothing pulling against it so if the head is directly above the pelvis you feel there's minimal pressure pulling on the spine similarly the arms your shoulders are shoulder blades are dropped down your back and you might need to make um, even a bit of attention and special awareness around your shoulders they can be quite unconsciously slightly hunched so really letting your shoulder blades roll down the back bring your arms just a fraction away from your body so they don't your chest and your sides of your body don't feel pinched letting the arms hang long coming out of the sockets just as if you're slightly you're pulling off uh, a sweater or something of that nature and it's pulling the sleeves out so your arms feel very loose and they're resting in a way whereby they're, they're, they're composed so descending down the spine and sweeping upwards from the place of contact where you feel the pressure in your tail pushing into the ground and uh, give some special attention to the the lumbar region as you come just at the top of your pelvis it's the lower lower lumbar vertebra and there's a slight tuck inwards in that which means that your, your abdomen can feel open in other words your belly is not hinged but opened up 
sense you're letting your abdomen be quite open as you breathe in and breathe out as if it's easily able to swell, distend and relax. Take a few deep breaths. If you can feel the abdomen distending as you breathe, like pressure perhaps. There's no cramping there or tightness in the abdomen. And this this, uh, openness and fullness of the abdomen helps to support the upper body the diaphragm, moving up your back and uh, pay some special attention to the area immediately between the lower tips of the shoulder blades, so approximately behind the heart. And let that place in your spine be tucked in as if it's trying to meet the heart. It's that sense of uh, taking the, the bow or the hunch out of the shoulders and without pushing forward, letting your chest feel open as if there's nothing in front of, the you, front of you that you have to be on guard against. There's nothing you have to feel slightly protective about, feel very open and free in your chest. And coming up through the neck, just feeling out how the neck muscles are that run on either side of the head. And is it possible to loosen by loosening the jaw? And letting your neck feel long and the general sense of the neck moving upwards rather like a a stem of a plant. If the spine is like the stem of a plant that moves upwards and letting the neck muscles relax, softening the jaw and the tongue, and continuing that uh, effect through all of the subtle muscles that affect expression in the face. We spend a lot of time expressing ourselves verbally with glances and so forth and receiving things through our faces. Face is often highly um, configured. And at this time, we're just letting the face relax and rather like wiping um, the writing off a blackboard or a whiteboard particularly around the eyes and the mouth, the corners of the mouth, these two most sensitive and expressive parts of the whole body, the eyes and the mouth. As you relax them, you feel that the sensitivity of these places, so you're not shutting them down, but actually releasing them and there's a vitality that then, and a sensitivity that becomes available when these places are no longer held. And finally, around the forehead, as if you had wearing a bandana or a bandage around the head, just taking this. Uh, strapping away from the forehead and around the sides of the head as if you're unpeeling. 
forehead. So that uh, what may occur for you is there's an increasing awareness of the top of the head, which is normally fairly restricted because of everything else that's going on. And we sense through the top of the head this amazing space above us, vast space above us with all the meaning of that, that possibility for opening, for growth, absence of pressure. As we sit, we feel the whole range of textures from the open space down to this uh, very firm ground beneath us. And all of the warmth and the tingling and the, and the energies that run between those, which we call our body. And at this time and place, we are in refuge, which means that just bringing your awareness to the surface of your body, as if you're feeling out through your skin, that in front of you and around you feels very free, free from intrusion, free from oppression, tension. Comfortable. It's the simple sense of the settledness, the comfort of being in a situation where there's nothing harsh or deceptive or uncertain coming at you. Simple presence. And take, taking that in. So energetically, there is a, a settling. And with that, a breathing deepens. At this time and place, the occasion is this. We are in fortune of being with people who are um, keeping the precepts. Who are interested in deepening awareness, sensitivity, non-abusive behavior, compassion, and so on. It's in a way is the essence of 
what Sangha means. Another quality of refuge. So as we um, reflect on this, just sensing, having a sense of other people around, wishing them well, Taking leave of people we have uh, left at home or left behind this time, wishing them well. Acknowledging that we'll be sharing space together Yeah. This means a lot of um, queuing and uh, putting shoes on and going through doors and things of this nature that have to be with people with different speeds and um, different qualities of awareness. A sense of appreciation and support for each other. May we be well. May we not bring criticism to bear on each other. May we instead bring appreciation and kindness to each other. May we not judge other but remember that at this time no one here wishes any harm or is making demands on anyone
So I'd just uh, like to conclude this meditation. And uh, it's important to come out of meditation in a graduated and mindful way. So generally I'll be ringing a bell, but I won't do so this evening. Just to, to avoid that habit of, you know, snap, stop, jump, bang, and uh, not going anywhere. Perhaps uh, just centering once again in that internal axis, the spine, that firmness, feeling the body, the warmth of it, the rhythms of it. Opening to what's around us, listening, taking in the sounds and the silences. Feeling okay with all that, centered in that. And slowly opening the eyes without looking at anything in particular, just letting the world come in. without losing the center. Avoid tensing up in the face or the arms. This evening, just as a way of welcoming everyone and in a way of forming, forming our group, maybe I hope everyone's here, but maybe one or two more people straggling in the next day or so. But we'll have a circumambulation. Circumambulation is a way in which we pay respects to a holy place. And it means you're moving your body around that. Um, it's a way of kind of creating a boundary, sacred boundary. And in this one, um, the place that we're moving around will essentially be everyone else. So, so it will start with chant. Um, a mantra, which will be the four sublime abidings, loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, equanimity. This is just a, you know, touching into the meaning of that, bring, trying to bring forth those qualities. Uh, and then we'll start to, I'll start to move around and the idea will be that we'll gradually form a, a a snake. So, the stand up and I'll come down and the other 
ordained people will come after, and then we'll start to snake around these through these cushions. And as we pass by, then as we pass by you, then you're invited to stand up and join the snake. So it gradually gets longer and longer and longer till everybody's moving around everybody else and it all gets pleasantly mingled and jumbled with uh, with the spirit of kindness and sharing. I hope that's clear enough. <laughs> So I'll start chanting the mantra and uh, when you get the rhythm and the tune, join in. Oh, 
Conclude. So we conclude every evening with the sharing of merit. This is a <clears throat> sense of bringing into mind awareness of the uh, many people, beings, forces, energies, creative presences, positive, negative, uh, all kinds, and sharing the goodness of our practice with all of it. It's an important aspect of what mind is about. Mind is a place of sharing where we receive so many impressions, we generate so many impressions and we distribute so many impressions. Let these impressions that we consciously distribute be as blessed and as generous as we are capable of. I think you'll find it on page 35. Page 35. All the verses of sharing and aspiration. Through the goodness that arises from my practice, may my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world. May the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly indifferent or hostile. May all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless through the goodness that arises from my practice. And through this act of sharing, 
May all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth. May I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold. In my resolve, the Buddha is my excellent refuge. Unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble Lord. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all these, may darkness and delusion be dispelled. This talk was given by Ajahn Susido at Insight Meditation Society on April 22, 2005. It is an offering of the Dharma Seed 